Welcome to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I'm so glad you joined me today. Let's get started. And let's get started. Um, yeah, last time I talked about some tips for homeschooling, and I think I touched a little bit on um, what I was doing with my daughter for grammar. I wanted to talk a little more about that. I don't think I went into a lot of details. Um, and just how great it is to be able to be flexible with homeschooling. Um, you know, like I said last week with my son, getting to pause in math and make sure he has um, all the basics down, his math facts down. Um, we're already making progress with that, so that's great. Um, it's so nice with homeschooling. You don't have to worry about them being, you know, behind um, and who are they really behind? You're not competing with anybody, which is nice. Um, in homeschooling, we live in a state where you don't have to get them tested. You can if you want. Um, but I work with my kids very closely, so I know what they learn and what they're capable of. And, um, so yeah, I'm not really concerned about that. Which, um, anybody that went to school with me might think is funny because I was extremely competitive and <laughs> cared very much about my grades and, um, winning awards in school and stuff. But now, um, as an adult, I realized that didn't get me anywhere except for, you know, um, a box full of awards for making straight A's that is in our shed, taking up space. <laughs> so otherwise it didn't really, I mean, I have all the things that I learned, but I could have learned the same things without necessarily getting awards for them or, you know, the kids I went to school with learned the same things. Um, they just might not have been as easily able to recall it as I was, you know, um, and who knows what stuck longer for them than it stuck for me, you know, long term. I was good at studying for a test, doing good on a test, but uh, not everything stuck around for the long haul. So it didn't really benefit me. So I've learned to be way more laid back um, with our kids and not put so much pressure on them because you know, there's no point. Um, they're going to be good at what, you know, God gave them the ability to be, to excel in. And as long as they do their work and I know they're actually, you know, working on it and trying their best, then that's all I require of them. Um, so for her grammar, she's in eighth grade. We use master books and they, up until sixth grade, they have, um, a course called Language Lessons for Living Education. And we love those books. So it teaches you the basics of grammar, how to write uh, a paragraph, how to, um, all about, you know, punctuation and the different parts of speech and, um, reading comprehension, all of those things. It was great. And then after sixth grade, they had, um, a course called writing strands 
And we tried that last year. And and don't get me wrong, I am not uh, putting the course down at all. Um, because if you look at the reviews, lots of people love it. Um, it just wasn't the right fit for us. My daughter is a little bit like me where we're very much... Um, give me the rules, tell me exactly what you want, and I will follow them and I will give you what you wanted. <laughs> and uh, writing experience was a little more out outside the box thinking, which my daughter and I are neither one very great at. And uh, she wasn't quite ready for their high school course, the Jensen's Grammar. Um, so we did writing strands for a while last year and then I tried getting, so I was like, well, we'll go a little more on the literature side because we hadn't, um, been very heavy in that. She reads on her own all the time. Like she loves to read. And so I wasn't really worried about that, but I was like, well, we'll start with, um, actual literature, things she needs to read, um, for school now. And the course I got her. So I think Christian biographies or something like that. I can't remember the exact course name. And it had four different biographies. I think George Washington, Andrew, uh, Thomas Jefferson, um, Martin Luther, and I can't remember the fourth one. It was a pastor in Scotland. I can't remember what his name was. But um, she got through the George Washington portion and... It was just a little uh, on the heavy side for her. So since she's still 8th grade, I was like, okay, we'll pause and we'll figure something else out. Well, in the meantime, Masterbooks had come out with uh, more levels of language lessons for living education. But they were writing 7th grade and ninth grade. And ninth grade came out first. And I was going to order that for her and go ahead and get her started. And then I was like, well, I don't want to throw the whole thing off just for one year. And seventh grade still wasn't out yet, so I didn't want to go backwards. So we are just focusing on the literature, but I'm having her read uh, some of the classics. And then, um, like with Tale of Two Cities is what she just finished reading. I'm reading it. I read it along with her a little bit ahead of her so that I could help explain anything I needed to explain. Um, Tale of Two Cities is a bit on the, uh, interesting side. <laughs> so I ordered her, uh, you know, Dickens, uh, he's very colorful in his language. And so, um, I didn't want to steer her wrong in anything, especially with the beginning of the book. And so I ordered her, um, like a little companion book that, so after she read a chapter, she could read about the summary of the chapter in plain words, um, in this book. And it also had a quiz, um, that she did very well on. And she's working on an essay from that book now. And then she will start the next book. I think she's picked Jane Eyre to do. And so... Again, I'll read that along with her, but a little bit ahead so that I can help explain anything that she has questions on. Um, so I just wanted to go into a little more detail about that because, um, 
just in case anyone else is in the same kind of predicament, like you're between um, curriculum and, you know, you're the teacher, you know what they need and what they don't. Um, you know, if she wasn't already really good at um, writing and her punctuation and different things, not that she's perfect at it, she's in eighth grade, but she's not behind in that in any way. Um, I would have gone a different route, but the, um, just reading the classics and kind of writing essays, I hadn't really had her do that before. So I figured that she needed that more than the other right now. So that's what we're choosing to do for the rest of this year. And then we'll pick up the language lessons for living education in ninth grade. And I believe they have that going along with uh, Pilgrim's Progress, which I wanted her to read for a while anyway. And so she'll get to read that along with um, doing her work in that book. So I just wanted to touch on that. Sorry, I was looking at my notes. I wanted to touch on that just to kind of clarify what I was working on with her. Um, but like, and like I said, the math is already helping my son. We found some very interesting skip counting songs on YouTube. Um, I have the very first math program we ever used with our daughter. It was the program my mom had used with my brothers. Um, so at the time it was the only curriculum I knew of. So I used it with her and it was called Math UC. And uh, I think I've mentioned the spelling you see on here before. And that one was really good to get them started on reading and stuff. I really liked that. I used it along with the Master Books curriculum, just kind of as a, a little um, help in the spelling and introducing. Because it focused on hearing, saying, and seeing the words. Um, but Math you see was a little much like it was just a page full of problems so it was just you know problems just for problem's sake <laughs> and uh it was a lot and when that was getting too much for her is when I discovered master books and we switched and have never looked back um but me pausing and um master books does very much uh, try to get you to get them to memorize their math facts. I just never did. I wasn't good at um, remembering to do flashcards. Um, flashcards never really did much for me. So I, and my kids never seemed interested. So I didn't ever push that with them. Um, but yeah, I'm regretting that now. <laughs> and so we're pausing. We're going to do some, uh, but my point with the math you see was that it came, that curriculum came with a skip counting CD and book. And so it had different songs. Um, and my daughter had memorized a few of them and she actually taught them to my son. And so that's how he learned up through the fives. So I'm going to try to, um, get that CD back out and help him with the six, sevens, eights, and nines. And, like I said, just the little bit that we've been doing the past few days um, has really helped him 
and I'm watching him do the um, the Practice Makes Perfect book for last year just to kind of make sure that there aren't any things I need to go back over. And, um, you know, aside from memorizing some of the multiplication facts, um, he was doing subtraction in his head really well today. So um, I'm glad we're solidifying some of those things, but um, he's just really good at that. The other thing, uh, there's a few things I wanted to talk about today, but one of the other things was um, I've been really trying to focus on finding uh, the root cause for my Hashimoto's. Because from everything I've read and everything I've listened to, um, you're never going to actually um, heal it or put it in remission or anything until you do figure out the root cause. Um, and if you've listened to me for very long, you know I love spreadsheets. And I just think in spreadsheets. I don't do well with a lot of information floating around. I need it in one concise little place to see it. And so I am working on a spreadsheet, um, for the root causes for Hashimoto's and it's going to have the root causes, uh, kind of what the symptoms are that go with that particular root cause, <clears throat> the testing that's required for it, and then the cost of that testing. And then I have a little space for when I do actually get those testing, those tests done. Um, you know, a place to check that off. And I'm sure I'll add, you know, what the results were at the end of that. Um, and I will show you the spreadsheet as soon as I get it finished, but I just started it yesterday. Um, because I really, I want to get this figured out. I'm ready to have energy and be healthy, mostly have energy. <laughs> and, um, I was, took a picture of my spreadsheet so I could tell you what the root causes, according to uh, Elizabeth, Isabella Wentz in her book, The Root Cause, um, I am going to double check this against uh, Dr. Heather Stone's book also. <clears throat> I know a lot of these same ones are on there, but I want to make sure that I don't miss anything. Um, but the ones that she had as possible root causes were nutrient deficiencies. Um, so they test your uh, vitamin and mineral levels. Um, I haven't got into any of the other sections yet. Like I said, I just started this last night. Um, iodine, either too much or too little can cause a lot of issues. Um, inflammation, which I absolutely know that I have. Um, hidden infections, um, bacteria, viruses, parasites, um, yeast overgrowth. Um, those are big possibilities, um, an immune imbalance, gut issues. And according to everything that I've read and listened to, anyone with an autoimmune condition has some level of, um, leaky gut. Like there's, whether it's, you know, a lot of things floating around or just a little bit there's something in your, somewhere in your gut lining, uh, things are getting through and that's what's causing, um, the autoimmune. So, uh, that's kind of a given that anyone trying to seek a root cause definitely needs this one. So it will probably be one of the first ones that I get. 
um, endotoxins. I can't remember exactly what she said about that, but she had a whole section on that. And then adrenal glands. And um, in, in her book, there was a checklist of different things. And if you had these symptoms, it was worth a point each. This other section, the symptoms were worth three points each. <clears throat> and another final section, uh, if you had any of those, they were worth five points each. And if you had, um, based on your score, it would tell you uh, how, how, how likely you were to have um, adrenal issues. And, of course, I was on the highest, the highest end. So that's probably another one I really need to get checked out. Else. Oh, um, on the trim healthy mama, I did, my husband and I did take the, um, essential amino acids. We, we've done it once so far. Um, it tastes really good. I was kind of worried about that, but they sweeten it with stevia and it has a citrusy taste. So it kind of tastes like lemonade. Um, we kind of just didn't even let it dissolve completely and just kind of downed it. And that made my stomach hurt. But I think it was more of all the cold water on top of just eating for me. And because my stomach's a little sensitive that way. So I think next time I will just get a bottle of water or in my cup and um, let it dissolve completely and drink it slowly. Because you don't, you don't have to take it all at once. Um... I just won't wait too long to finish the bottle, but I think it'll go a little better that way. Um, I still, I still have not been able to get on board with changing my breakfast habits. I, uh, let me tell you, mornings are just, they're a mess for me. In order to uh, make it through my day, I have to make sure I get enough sleep. And so... I just don't have a set time because it just depends on how my sleep goes during the night, um, what time I'll wake up. So I think I've decided where I thought breakfast would be the easiest one to start with. It is not turned out to be that way. So I think I'm going to start with dinners. Um, I've been feeling guilty lately that not only have I not been um, feeding myself, in a healthy manner, but I also haven't been feeding my family and, um, I'm the one in charge of, you know, all of their meals. So I need to do better and I need to step it up. So I remember when I was looking through the, um, trim healthy cookbook, I remember seeing a lot of good recipes that I could try. Um, and there's a couple I've made before that my family actually likes. So I think I'm going to start with dinners and depending on how busy our week is next week, um, I'll make probably three or four out of that book and I'll let you know how they go, which ones I used and how everyone liked or didn't like them. And, um, so I think that'll be best. Um, it'll give all four of us a, at least one good healthy meal out of the day and it'll be a good, um, jumping point. 
and um, hopefully if I make a big enough batches, the women that wrote the book both have really big families. So a lot of times the recipes um, are fairly big recipes. And so if we have leftovers, then I can just have them for lunch. And then that's two healthy meals a day, which would be awesome. Um, <clears throat> so that's how I'm going to try to get back on Trim Healthy Mama and see if that works any better for me because apparently breakfasts aren't where it's at with me, at least not right now. Um, hopefully everything can work together and I can start figuring out what the root cause for all my issues is and hopefully my new doctor will be able to um, interpret those and tell me how to fix them and maybe then I will have the energy and the strength to uh, cook three healthy meals a day and prepare all of that for myself and my family. Um, that would be, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, um, along with some of the testing and when I get all of that down, I'll give you the website for it. It's, um, if you, you know, look up Isabella Wentz, it's on her website under resources. A lot of the labs that I looked up, the cost of the labs also covers like a, a Zoom call consultation with, uh, with someone to kind of explain the lab results and what they mean. And I'm hoping that kind of includes, um, what to do about them. Um, cause then that would be awesome. But I thought it was nice that the cost of the test included that <clears throat> because just in case not all of us have access to a doctor that is going to understand some of those testing, because most of the tests you need for this aren't tests that normal, that regular doctors run and they don't, they're not ones that are asked for, even though they should be asked for. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Um, but lastly, I wanted to talk. The main reason I even started this podcast was my love for DNA and genetic research and, uh, genealogy, um, from when I solved, was working on solving, uh, my husband's great grandfather's mystery of who his parents were. Um, so I want to get back to that. I don't know for sure whether I'll start back doing two episodes a week or stick with one episode a week and just kind of change the topic. But, um, I really do want to, uh, you know, sign up for those pro tools, like I said, and show you what they do how to use them, whether they're even worth getting or not. And, um, I would really love to find another mystery to solve. So I might do a little more digging in our DNA and see if I can find something or if anyone out there would like any help, um, figuring out, uh, a family mystery that you have and you have done DNA testing with Ancestry. That's just the easiest one to research. Um, I don't really, I never really got anywhere with the other testing sites very well. Um, but if you have done 
DNA testing with Ancestry and you have a mystery to solve and you would like my help, then please like leave me a comment or um, email me. My email address is always in the show notes. So I would love to help somebody. Um, I need to get some more practice under my belt so that I can work towards doing this someday. And cause that would be so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you today. I will be back next week, hopefully with the complete spreadsheet on the root causes. And I'll be able to tell you, um, if you do have Hashimoto's, what testing you would need for the root causes, what symptoms, you know, to look for to kind of narrow down which one you might do first because they are not cheap. You know, they're all two, three, almost $400 a piece. And, um, usually insurance doesn't cover these. Um, but it, it's better than spending all your time in doctor's offices and running tests that are really going to show you nothing and just being miserable year after year after year. So I'm ready to quit doing that. And if you are too, then stay tuned and I will have all that information for you. Um, hopefully by next week. So I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to life in DNA with Amanda and a Join me again next week and I'll have something else to talk to you about. I will see you here next Thursday. Bye.